0: Today's uh, scripture is found in Exodus 3 1 through 8 and 10 through 15. Moses was keeping the flock of his father in law, Jethro, the priest of Midiah. He led his fa- flocks beyond the wilderness and came to Oreb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked and and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at that great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet Indeed, I know their suffering, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors have sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? And what shall I say to them? God said to Moses. I am who I am." He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I have sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. The Word of God for the people of God. Well, he left me some notes, uh, but not a sermon. This kind of thing uh, does never happened in my last appointment when I was the only pastor. I was uh, always prepared. This feels more like one of those nightmares that you have.
1: <laughs> I made it. I made it. Okay. Ready? You want these? I just read the scripture. You're... You can Am I on? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. Excuse me for a second. Okay. It's been quite a morning. I'm sorry. Oh, I got everything falling out here. Okay. Okay. How's your morning going? It's been a day. Uh, Taste of Clarkson's today, if anybody didn't know. I just remembered. Um, You would think. Well, can we pray first? I just need to pray. Let's pray. Oh, God. I thank you for getting me here, I thank you for getting each one of us here. And I thank you that in our gathering, you are already here. So speak to us and bless us, guide us, protect us on our journeys, both those where we are astray and those where we are headed in the right direction. So in all times and all places, we may find ourselves on holy ground. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, normally I, the DS is here. Hey, Dr. Sutton. (laughs) On this Sunday, she's here. Okay. Well, normally you would think, and I do, I love my commute. Um, I do. It's, but I wasn't home, and so I came and forgot And then Oakland County Sheriff couldn't have been nicer. (laughs) Understanding, not a Methodist, but still gave me a pass, so thank God. I don't know, sometimes you think the journey you're on is going to be easy and simple. I mean, it's pretty basic. It's from that door to this door. And sometimes it's not that easy. It's not like you thought it was going to go. And sometimes things get in your way. Anyone else had that experience? Sometimes when we go on our road trips, <laughs> we think we've got so much simpler now because we just plug in the Garmin. I mean, how simple can that be? But we've discovered that even garments can always rescue us. And we've discovered that sometimes on our journeys, it's not what we planned that happens, but more often what we couldn't have anticipated that stays with us. That's uh, true for our road trips, but I also think it's probably true for our life, too. Because I tend to think of my life, well, as a journey. I've been, I've been traveling from birth to death since 1955. All right? And along that way, I've been traveling in all other kinds of places, too. I've been traveling to, to get to kindergarten, and then to get to elementary, and then to be in middle school, and, and then finally to get to college, and then seminary, and then this church, and that church, and then to, be, to find somebody who would tolerate me and then someone who would marry me and and figure out how to be a parent and it's not been just along the way i know there are moments that i have rushed too soon and gotten myself in the wrong direction amen there are times in which i have quite literally and totally and completely been lost you understand i've been delayed i've been stuck Along the way, I've had surprises come my way that I couldn't anticipate. Some of them, thank you, God, for them, and some of those, oh, my God, thank you for getting me out of them. And sometimes on the journeys, how about you? I've been so glad that I've had those people on that life road trip with me, and other times I felt like I was the only one on my road. You know what I'm saying? I expect we all have moments In all of our journeys, because I think we're all on journeys, and I think we're on multiple journeys all at the same time. And that's where it gets confusing. How do I balance all that out? So we're gonna begin today, and we're gonna for the next number of weeks talk about. Did you tell them about the theme? Did you get that covered? Okay. So you know what the theme is. So I don't know. I wasn't here. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So the theme is going to talk about life as a highway, let's go. Because we are understanding that we are moving sometimes against our will, and sometimes according to our will, and sometimes we don't know where the highway is going, but we're going. And we're going to spend some time talking about those highs and lows and everything in the journey, and then we're going to walk for a little while with Moses, who was the quintessential biblical traveler. Moses, who becomes a patriarch for so many of us in faith over the generations, both Jewish and Christian, he's the one who, you know, went on a little walk and ended on a 40-year journey. Most of the time being lost, by the way. That's why I guess I like him so much. It's a journey he never planned on. It's a journey he did not want to go on, and he felt completely unprepared for. And in his journey, I believe there are keys to discovering truth about how we can travel on our own and how we can experience holiness along the way. It's been amazing over the last few weeks, as we've been preparing for this series for several months, I've been engaging with multiple people in conversations who are in places on their journey where they are very confused, and I understand why. So much is changing around them. The highway itself seems to be sometimes just coming up and buckling all at the same time in front of them. Uh, people who have had opportunities they were counting on that got snatched away. People who were counting on paradigms to exist for how they want to spend, for example, their, their retirement years. And all of a sudden some of those got taken away. Changes in our health we didn't think were going to come along, which really questioned about where we're going to go and how we're going to be able to, to do all that we had wanted to do. Changes in our relationship, sometimes our friends, sometimes our coworkers, and sometimes those core people in our life. And we struggle. Changes in our faith coming into moments of extreme doubt when we used to have such faith. I've been talking to a lot of folks who've been walking those kinds of paths. So if you're one of those people, or if you're Know someone who's struggling right now on their journey, then I want you to listen very carefully right now because this is where we get started. Moses was lost. Where well, we begin in the scripture that was just read, Moses is lost. I didn't say that, it tells you that he's actually doing the task of sheep herding for his father in law. Doesn't sound like he's lost, but consider this he is. You see, Moses is lost in terms of his identity, in terms of his purpose, and in terms of his future. He's lost because he's born an Israelite, but he was raised as a Hebrew. I mean, mean as an Egyptian, I'm sorry. Raised as an Egyptian. He was a prince, but he was also a criminal. He didn't know who he was or what group he belonged to. And really, he's out here in the wilderness, basically hiding away from the struggle of dealing with those questions. And so he's guiding sheep. <laughs> it says he guides these sheep near Mount Horeb. Now you have to understand Mount Horeb for the for the folk back then was the place was a holy mountain, it's where God was. I don't think it's by accident that he went well casually by that mountain. You you could have taken the sheep elsewhere. I wonder if maybe he was hoping he could walk by enough holy places that maybe he'd find his direction again. Or maybe it was God who led him there even before the burning bush. I don't know. But I do know that he begins this passage as, in essence, a lost person. And in his lostness, he raises all kinds of questions about who am I, what am I, what's my worth, what am I supposed to do? And it's what I'm doing right now to find who I am. Moses is drawn in this story, and you all have that picture in your mind, I'm sure in different ways, to a burning bush. A burning bush that is not consumed. A curiosity drew him, of course, would not you go closer? It's one thing to see a fire out in the wilderness, you can see those, but it's another to see one just continue to burn and the tree or the bush remain entirely intact. He goes closer exposing him to the possibilities that exist by that burning bush that is not consumed. And there he learns the first lesson that is critical for us when any of us are lost. It's this reminder statement that I want to teach you, that Moses teaches us that you need to use continually in your days of lostness and with others who are lost. It's a simple phrase, I'm standing on holy ground. Say that with me. I'm standing on holy ground. We'll do it one more time. You see, Moses didn't know that he was standing on holy ground until he got by this burning bush, but in fact he was. It was God who made him aware of it. God speaks out of this burning bush, the one that God had lit to draw him out of his lostness so that he would understand that he was on holy ground. A bush that is not consumed, that which draws you, which does not consume you, potentially is holy. Holy. But I've experienced in my losses, there are times I've chased after sparkly, bright things that I thought would rescue me, but in essence, they consumed me. I spent a lot of hours in my life sitting with people who had chased after that bright thing they got excited about, that, that sort of captured their attention, and they went after it, but they weren't paying the attention to the fact that while they were being drawn to it, they and it were being consumed. People who chased after, well, alcohol and drugs as a way of dealing with the pain they were going through, not realizing all the while it was destroying their life. People were chasing after the possessions that they loved, the money that they earned, the one they had the affair with. And they couldn't understand the fact that Yes, it was sparkling. Yes, it was exciting. Yes, it drew their senses to the heights. But it was also burning them up and consuming them all at the same time. When you're lost, you want to find that light that leads you out of your lostness. But if it's holy light, if it's of God, it will not consume you. It will build you up. It will not destroy your relationships. It will restore them. It will not force you to become a crippled person in your own life's journey, but rather a strong one walking through the journey guided by the power of the Almighty God. When you are on holy ground, being drawn by the power of God, you find that you are not consumed. You are healed. Moses stands on this holy ground and he hears coming out of this bush that is not consumed that it will not hurt him, the assurance of God. It is God who says it's holy ground. And it's God who tells Moses to do this very simple thing. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off, Moses. Now, why was that necessary? It was still dirt. Why it was necessary is because there needed to be an action that Moses could do to signify what it was to be on holy ground. And in, in that moment, with what he had, it was just as easy for it to be taken off his shoes. So he took off his shoes out of respect, yes, and as a reminder so that any other time in his life, if he needed to find himself back on holy ground, he could take off his shoes and be restored. He found that while he stood on this holy ground God claimed him and revealed God to Moses. In the holy ground moments of our life we are not consumed. We are standing on holy ground and we also become aware of this. I'm in the mighty presence. I'm in the presence of a mighty God. I'm in the presence of a mighty God. Say that with me. I'm in the presence of a mighty God. When we're lost, we think God's not even listening. Moses discovered God was not only listening, but God was with him. He was standing on holy ground, and he was in the presence of a mighty God. When we realize that we are standing in the presence of a mighty God, we don't feel so puny. We don't feel so defeated. We've discovered who really has our back, and it's the almighty God. What battles are you fighting? I got God on my side. Not in a way which is arrogant, but in a way which is empowering and equipping of us to deal with what we need to deal with on the journey of our lives. Moses discovers on this holy ground that he was indeed there and he was in the presence of a mighty God and that he was claimed by God. It was here that he received his calling it was here that he received the fact that he was called to be something more than just a sheep herder. God had major plans for him, and it was there that they were revealed. And that's the other thing that happens on holy ground. On holy ground, we begin to discover indeed this fact that I'm claimed by God. I'm claimed by God. Say it. When you are lost, Or when someone you love is lost, you now have your mantra. I'm standing on holy ground. I'm in the presence of Almighty God. I am claimed by God. When you say those things and believe those things, you'll discover this amazing truth. Holy ground is not limited to geographic proximity. It is a relationship that goes with you wherever you are wherever your journeys take you, whoever you're standing with. Today, as we begin our journey of faith into this fall, and as you continue on your personal journey in your life, we discover that God has, in fact, called us all to places of holy ground. And so I'm going to leave you with this mantra. I want you to practice it today. I want you to learn it today. I want you to share it tomorrow. I am standing on holy ground. I am in the presence of a mighty God. I am claimed by God. When Moses understood these things to be true, he discovered that he was to be more than a sheep herder. He was to lead the people of Israel. That's quite a leap. Imagine what God will do with you and with your life situation if you surrender it to God. Imagine what the possibilities are for the days to come in your journey when you discover all along, beginning here and now, you're on holy ground. Thanks be to God for this gift and for the calling that is ours and given to us by this one who claims you all. To God be the glory. Amen.